What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? Tell the party, James. Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Maple syrup. I will never have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Welcome to the Dive Bar of the IWC. Welcome to episode one again of Wrestling on the Rocks with me. I'm at Ref Marsh for Thursday Night Chaser. We got Miss Amanda Jane. Hello. How's my uh, Thursday uh, drinking buddies doing this Thursday? It's going good. Going productive. Got a whole new setup of so many things. I'm hoping that our video's coming in clearer than ever, if I'm being honest. It's got a whole new monster machine. We got new music. Who dis? Uh, I think we talked about it last week, though. Um, yeah. DJ Curtis uh, gifted us with some old music. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, things have been going really good. I've been knocking out a bunch of stuff, being productive. So now we can just drink and talk wrestling all night. You know, why not? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No clue if anyone else is going to show up. That is the way of the dive bar. We do have saloon doors, as it were, so people come and go as they please. And we welcome everybody who uh, wants to come on through. So yeah. if anybody's in the chat wants to come on through, let me know. I'll just send you a link. I don't give a shit. One day we're going to have to send Thunder Rosa a link if she's around and willing to come on over. Yeah, that'd be fun. Just for like a few minutes, you know. Right. Well, uh... We'll see what uh we'll see what's going on. Do you want to start with uh I'm, I'll just tell you I'm drinking some uh, iced tea and a, a little bit of whiskey as I'm going, but uh, a little bit of whiskey. Yeah, but are you having whiskey with a little bit of iced tea? That's the question. Uh, well, I mean, well, yeah, finishing up okay. some iced tea. So. No, no, no. But I was saying, are you having whiskey with a little bit of iced tea instead of the other way around? Yeah, uh, I mean, it just depends. We'll just see. We'll see how the night goes if I need to keep adding to it. Well, this wrestling week has been kind of one of those. So I had regular Coke, and then I am today, because I have Mexican food with me, going ahead with the pineapple shirt uh, hard cider again. Pineapple flavored. Yes. That will taste beautiful. Oh, wrong one. And I have iced tea here, too, but I have lots of drinks. So, Cheers, everybody. Cheers to you. You want to start with a little bit of uh, what's in your glass? We or just did it. Glass. I mean your birthdays. <laughs> start with a little bit of what's, what's whose birthdays. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a good one. Well, yesterday, happy birthday again to Hangman Adam Page and then Dolph Ziggler. I like Ziggles. I don't like his brother, but I like mm-hmm. Ziggles. Mm-hmm. Anywho. And he's birthday. on, was it Love Island, I think, right now, too. Dolph Ziggler is doing some hosting for Love Island, yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you meant his brother. I'm like, how pathetic. No, no. But then again, then again, Luchasaurus was on Big Brother, so. Yeah, before he was Luchasaurus. Dolph Ziggler is on Love Island right now. No, but he was still Luchasaurus. He was still wrestling as Luchasaurus, I believe. Did he become Luchasaurus, go to NXT, stop being Luchasaurus, then went back to Luchasaurus? 
Because he was I my brother, I thought, um, yeah. He's, oh. before NXT. In NXT, he was definitely not Luchasaurus. Maybe. I don't know. No. But I all I know is, either way, he wasn't a good wrestler. But I digress. I digress. Mm-hmm. All right, so birthdays. Uh, your favorite young buck is having a birthday. So happy birthday to uh, Nick Jackson. So oh, we did that one already. Well, maybe I went too ahead of two of them. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Captain Lou Albano. Love Captain Lou. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think maybe, like, my love of wrestling kind of stems from that era, you know, with, like, Cindy Lauper and stuff, because, you know, MTV, when they played videos. So it was kind of kind of cool. Who? Triple H. Happy birthday yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, Guevara. Happy birthday. You're probably going to get some. Oh, Steiner. God, Steiner. Happy birthday, mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. I would do an impression, but I do not I do not do a good Steiner. So, no, no I will I will reframe. Reframe from that. We've got Zaya Lee's got a birthday. Marco Stunt's got a birthday. Uh, let's see here. My list is long here. Noam Dar. Is he still in WWE? Uh, last I checked, Noam Dar was still on NXT UK. Oh, uh, okay. Got it. I didn't know if he was still in WWE. Happy birthday to Marco Stunt. Um, and then, listen, yo, listen. My best Max Caster, so happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm having fun with those, so. We've got him, Carmelo Hayes. Happy birthday, dude. Austin Theory, Nyla Rose. Uh, let's see if there's anybody of interest that we like. Um, oh, yeah. John Laurinaitis is having a birthday. So is he working for WWE still, or no. is he going to go away? No, he's done. He's done. He's done? Okay. Well. Yeah, his job's been filled already. Oh, who filled his job? Triple I don't know. Cause I... Oh. Triple H <laughs> is now um, uh, head of creative and head of talent relations. Mm-hmm. Are we going to go back to NXT? NXT type of uh, black and gold? Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? I wouldn't mind it at all because, but Tony Khan, the god, god Tony Khan has been picking up everybody. So, anyways, happy birthday, everybody. Yeah. Cheers and happy birthday. Mm. I forgot. Dave Marquez of yeah. Champions Wrestling. Um, I don't think, to be quite honest, I don't think NWA is the same without Dave Marquez. So, I feel like his uh, his absence from NWA was very evident very quickly. It it still is to this day. Yeah. I think. No. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, and apparently, there's a bunch of really good stuff going on with him too. So uh, keep track of him on the old internet on Twitter because uh, he says he got a few big announcements coming up. So I'm excited to see what he's up to. So oh yeah, going to be doing absolutely. And if you're in the Southern California area, coming up on August the 9th um, in Irvine at the Improv, they are doing a taping for the uh, um, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. I know it's not nigh Hollywood, but if you're interested in going, tickets are actually pretty pretty decent. They even have family packs, and there is a two drink minimum. But guess what? You get to see Colt Boom Boom Cabana. So. Oh. Mm-hmm. And he'll have his cult.merch.table 
with him because that's how he rolls. Sounds good. Sounds good. That's my plug. Uh, let me see. Hold on. I, I don't think there was actually a ton of news that I thought we needed to go into. No. Bianca but Belair's you know what? in People Magazine, which is pretty cool. Well, that's cool. You know what I want to see? And it happened uh, two nights ago, I think, is uh, Jonah versus Jeff Cobb. And I only saw a little clip online. And that was just meat slapping meat until they were exhausted. And I just was like, holy shit. That's a lot of slapping and aggression. And wow. I can't wait to check that one out. Did you see that clip of CM Punk going around? No. He was talking about Vince being gone and then talked about Sasha and Naomi. No. Mm-mm. So it was like two minutes long, the clip that was going around, but he said, uh, he's like, honestly, uh, it's going to take more than a tweet saying he retired for me to think that he's retired. First off, that's that? accusing him of, it's accusing Vince of, of corporate fraud, which is a pretty severe, um, significant accusation that takes, uh, that could have a ton of jail time on top of elsewhere, but it just sounds like he comes off so fucking bitter about everything. Like he's got to know it all and know everything. Well, you, he already went to court for talking shit about somebody. So he better watch it again. <laughs> he could do it again. Um, the other thing he was trying to say was that, um, Sasha and Naomi were treated very unfairly and that Brock Lesnar was not given the same treatment and that Brock, uh, that they should have been on the air saying that Brock let everybody down. And he even in the same breath admitted that Brock showed up. So I don't understand the, the, the argument there. Like, like I get the idea that if Brock didn't show Mm -hmm. that a hundred percent, yes, drag him. And CM Punk even said, cause he was trying to insinuate that it was cause they're women and potentially because they're black, the way he was saying it. But at the same time, he also said that it happened to him, that he got dragged when he no showed. It's also happened to Stone Cold when he no showed. It happened to the ultimate warrior when he no showed like at the peaks of their careers. So I don't understand like, the concept of trying to say that they're being singled out in a way that no one else ever has mm-hmm. when we have a history of other people being singled out the same way mm-hmm. and Brock showed up on the show. He was advertised to show up on. That was my favorite part about um, as much as I uh, like wrestling Inc. They put out an article after SmackDown saying Brock Lesnar makes a shocking appearance on SmackDown regards to the fact that he was advertised for that episode of SmackDown, it was only shocking to people who read the newsletters and buy into the rumors that Brock had left and wasn't going to be on the show. But if you're just a fan who gets your emails from WWE that says Brock's going to be on the show, and then you watch SmackDown and you see him, and you don't go on Twitter, or you don't go to Wrestling Inc., you go, oh yeah, he showed up on the show he was advertised to. If last week you bought a ticket for SmackDown because they said that Brock was going to show up and you show up to SmackDown and you don't go on the internet and you see Brock Lesnar, you go, yeah, I got what I wanted, what I paid for. I paid to see Brock Lesnar and he showed up. I don't see how this is this crazy to understand concept of showing up when advertised is not the same as not showing up when advertised. Like, I don't see how to break it down any more simply than that. Phil's the drama queen. Yeah. So that's that's all it boils down to. Anytime that he can talk shit about Vince McMahon, he's going to. Yes. 
to include <laughs> accusing him of corporate fraud. Which, by the way, he's not the only one who does that. A ton of people are online being like, oh, Vince is clearly going to be running things secretly in the back. Which would be yeah. defrauding the investors. Mm -hmm. And so far as we can tell, we don't understand contracts, but we've been watching a lot of documentaries lately about crazy corporate shit. Defrauding mm -hmm. your investors looks like it's punishable by up to 20 years in prison. Yeah. So you're trying to flippantly say that Vince McMahon is defrauding investors, which is punishable by up to 20 years in prison, as though that Vince wouldn't consider that as a possibility or the fact that he's been shifting all of his stocks over from the types of stocks they are, the fact that he's dumped a bunch of stuff over over to Linda. There's a lot of stuff in play right now removing him from power. Mm -hmm. And everyone wants to be like, oh, but he'll secretly still be doing it. He'll secretly be defrauding all of the investors. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I am saying we're flippantly accusing him of this without really like, well, we're trying to pretend he doesn't understand the gravitas of it. And it sounds like neither do you, you know what I mean? Like it's, a serious it's, like, the me too, it's like the me too thing when you're calling out all these wrestlers, you know? Like, I think it's different, but yeah, I know what you're but, talking you know, about. But in the same way, of if you're going to start talking about people and there's no proof, you know, because I'm pretty sure that if he did defraud um, the investors, I think he'd be a little smarter about it to a level that Phil Brooks would never understand. Hell, Tony Khan wouldn't understand it either. True. So, it wouldn't be a Twitter thing that found him out. No. Uh, or Sean Ross Sapp. Let's go there. That was the other thing I thought was funny. The amount of people who knew every single detail about Brock Lesnar not showing up, but none of them had any idea he had returned. All right, you're definitely on the inside. You know, but... Stupid. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, I thought one of the... Fuck. I almost had it again. Keep the, there was a there was a fucking thing that happened that was pretty interesting with the with the Vince stuff, mm. and it keeps slipping my mind right before I say it. It's happened like three times now. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those days. My brain overworked already. Go ahead. Uh oh. About insiders. Okay, <clears throat> take it with a grain of salt. Um, there are some people who truly know things, mm -hmm. and there's other people who don't. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And hi to anybody who's a wrestler and listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> I see you. I see you. Uh, <laughs> oh, there was another bit of news. So, AEW's going to Canada, eh? Yep, AEW's going to Canada. It's going to be yeah. good. Well, yeah, but it's still on the East Coast. Because it's Toronto. Yeah. But again, like I said, Tony Khan is either afraid of the West Coast or I don't know. But it's getting old. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, Big E was quoted, just as a side note, he was quoted saying that uh, WD's been paying him very regularly. His money hasn't gone down at all. He says there's been no expense either with his medical stuff. So, yes, I've been taken care of for sure. So uh, that was cool. Big E just saying that he's being paid, that he hasn't lost a single penny throughout any of this, which I think is awesome. Mm. Um, oh, 
so I thought something that you would have fun talking about mm-hmm. was uh, uh, Tony Khan went on Busted Open and was freaking out about this idea that people have that you might see more people going back and forth now that Triple H is in charge of creative and talent, which I think is a pretty uh, um, it's a pretty fair statement. A pretty, pretty fair, I think, to speculate that potentially the amount of people who have a ton of respect for Triple H, especially who were in NXT, who had issues on the main roster, uh, that they might very well want to work under Triple H again. So I think it's a fair bit of speculation, but Tony took it very personal and went on air and said, uh, started talking about contracts he had with people. And one of the things he had let out was that uh, he talked about Malachi Black's contract length and Adam Cole's. Adam Cole's got a six-year deal. I'm silent because I'm like, what the fuck? To me, I was all like, oh, that would explain why he's stopped trying. <laughs> we also know, we also know that uh, he's that Tony Khan is going to run out the contract. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he always does. Mm-hmm. So even if he's not going to use him, so then you know if I sign six years, I'm good for six years. Done. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't like what you're doing, you just will be on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But that's Mr. Britt Baker. So. Yeah. Yeah. We know how she's treated in that company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was but, there yeah, else you... Go ahead. No, that's interesting, though. Um, That's really interesting. So Tony's basically saying that that's the real forbidden door. And he's going to be the one to crush it open. Is that what he said? Uh, no, I'm asking. No, no. What... He was just saying that everyone's under contract and no one's going to leave. Oh. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It goes back to um, I'll, I'll, if we end up talking about death before dishonor, I'll um, put my two cents in because it leads into that kind of conversation. We can talk about it. I was yeah. uh, pulling up the results right now. So if you want to talk about Death Before Dishonor, okay. go for it. Grim you Reaper know. coming through the chat saying hi. Cheers, right. Grim Reaper. Um, so I watched it all. I watched, of course, I had to watch the um, the pre-show because God forbid I miss a Colt Cabana match. And actually, mm-hmm. to those who are like, it wasn't comedy. It was not comedy at all. At all. This was... Colt Caban is saying, you know what? I'm not a fucking joke, and this is what I can do. So, I think it was a big, big middle finger to Tony. Mm. He did win because he was emphasizing when um, I think that someone did an interview with, or he said it, I can't remember, that he's been with ROH in, during every inception that they've had from start to present. Even though, yes, he went away to WWE, but he was there at the beginning of the Sinclair stuff. He was there, you know, when it was like, it was nothing. And, you know, they would drive, him and Punk would drive to, yeah, back in the day when they were friends, they were best friends, the original best friends. But yeah, no, so it was really interesting to hear that. Um, And that he's actually over there. I mean, he looked, he looked happy. His tan was out of whack. My mom was like, what's up with his tan? 
he didn't self tan his legs and his body was like four different shades. And I said, doesn't tan well, mom. That's okay. <laughs> but um, I thought that, you know, that was a really good, a, a good showing. I just really wish that Tony would actually move him into something a little bit more than, okay, I'm opening up on a pre-show that but that's just me but anyways but it was very interesting to me how many of the ROH people were back for this particular pay-per-view yeah and then um, the, the media scrum afterwards things started coming a lot more clear um, in regards to that there was a number of them that were signed to Ring of Honor contracts completely separate from the AEW contracts that mm -hmm. he is running them as two separate businesses in the, in their entirety, which mm -hmm. I thought was, was pretty interesting and pretty cool because like we saw when WCW was acquired by WWE, they just mm -hmm. acquired it and utilized whatever they wanted from it. It sounds like Tony's running them as two separate entities. Cause he was talking about how uh, like Grisham had a ring of honor contract, which we could talk about a little bit later. Uh, mm -hmm. and how the Briscoe brothers are under a Ring of Honor contract and not under an a uh, AEW contract. And when asked directly if the Briscoes would show up in AEW, he was saying, he was trying to talk like he had no idea because the the contracts, but it's like you run both contracts and both shows. And so it was a little weird. But he, uh, he was insinuating that because the Ring of Honor contracted talent, that there was almost no reason to have them on AEW necessarily. You know, that they may or may not show up if it's a forbidden door kind of concept. And it's like, okay, well, it does seem interesting that he's running them separately. Supposedly. Yeah. But he signed um, Josh the Goods Woods, which I, I actually like Josh the Goods Woods because he's actually a really great wrestler. Totally under the radar during those years um that he came up but i've always really enjoyed him good workhorse so that was a that was a good catch um it was interesting that they finally put cheeseburger in there mm -hmm. um yeah it was an opening thing with eli isom if i were to go back and do anybody from that roster who was kind of that lower tier the mid card yeah. you've got to say it again you need the ace of space you need leon St. Giovanni, and he's been getting great. He's right now doing um, WXW in Germany, and he's looking great as it looked like this because a lot of guys nowadays are stepping their game up. And the problem is that no one really sees them because they're either only, you know, booked in the same things. And, you know, so hopefully he's good. He's always been really good. So that's one I'd like Tony to kind of bring back. And he actually did dark a couple of times too, and it was really good in dark. So fingers crossed. Um, it was also kind of, it was nice to see that they're keeping um, Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman to do commentary. Mm. And I noticed that the antics that we would see, and this is why I really was starting to really hate Ring of Honor toward the end, is 
and Rick Bonnie would get totally excited and too much. And it was a lot of shouting like Jericho does on um, on uh, Friday nights that I'm like, no, we, we don't need this. And it would get too much. I think because Tony's shopping this potentially that they're calming down a little bit, which is good. And it's also nice not to have the Excalibur you know doing wrestling for dummies yeah in commentary so it was kind of nice and refreshing with that um which i'm cool with uh i thought it was really interesting obviously that the only AEW ref that was um an official well actually no the what the one dude besides paul turner was there too but it was good to see that you know they had a, a good core of people yeah which i was like yay just don't bring Aubrey over there. Don't ruin Ring of Honor. Come on. But anyways, so it's very interesting to me. But <clears throat> like I said, it'll be very interesting to see who's coming back and who's not coming back and whatnot. But when I watched that media scrum for a few minutes, all Tony kept saying is fucking Phil's name. I don't know if you caught that, but I did. He and I'm talked like, a lot so- about CM Punk and he talked a lot about Daniel Bryan. No matter, yeah. no matter what people asked, he would flip it into something about about them um, most of the time. And I'm like, bro. They, they asked him directly what CM Punk's uh, injury update is. And he responded with that Brian Danielson will be back on Wednesday. Like, he just has no ability to just answer a question. But regardless, I thought you wanted to talk about the show. Did you want to talk about it? What, yeah, what else did you like? You know... I'll be honest with you. This was actually a pretty damn good show overall. It there wasn't any reminded me of GCW. Yeah. But what I liked about it, because if I were to compare it to old Ring of Honor and new Ring of Honor, what well, I haven't seen this kind of Ring of Honor at least in oh God. I want to say it was probably right before AEW was created Mm. where you had some really good matchups and, you know, and there were some good stories being told and things like that. So I really, really enjoyed it from that aspect. Um, And I'm really curious to see when's the next time we're going to get Ring of Honor and where are we going to get Ring of Honor? Because obviously they went back to Lowell, Massachusetts, which was one of the, um, the spots where they used to go to a lot. That center stage in Atlanta was another one. Obviously, the ECW Arena is another um, big ROH staple. Uh, Chicago is, um, damn, and I went there too. What's the name of that one? Uh, Chicago Ridge. Uh, that's that's another one. And then, of course, Las Vegas. Um, I really hope that they come back twice a year to do Ring of Honor there. Because I kind of miss seeing, you know, things like Death Before Dishonor. But we always got the anniversary show. So that would be great if that would come back. That would I mean, we still don't know what's going on with Ring of Honor. So Yeah, we don't. We don't. But, you know, if you're going to sign people things, you obviously got to do something, you know. He says he sounds hopeful about the idea of there being a TV show that will, will, he's just not sure what platform. But he mm-hmm. sounded very hopeful that that's going to happen. Uh, but what about on the pay-per-view did you like? Well, 
let me go back to the card. Because... What did you think about it opening with the world title? All right. Claudio I... versus Gresham. That shocked me. But after like 30 seconds of shock, I was like, there's a reason why this is first. Mm -hmm. And I made an assumption in my head. I'm like, obviously Gresham's going to drop it. Yeah. No one thought Gresham was retaining no matter where it was on the card. No, no. And I thought something must have happened backstage for that to go on before other things. Because there were other things that I think should have opened the show. Um, but again, you know, I mean, is what it is. And then, of course, lo and behold, we did find out something did happen. Um, yeah, because I also thought it was, uh, I mean, I thought it was, uh, I didn't think it was a bad match by any means. I thought both no. guys did really well, but it was a pretty short match. Yeah. I thought it came out, Gresham didn't look amazing it just was kind of a good match that ended quickly and then that's it new champion and we're moving on yeah well the and other gresham part kind of it, like too. rolled right out afterwards kind of shook mm -hmm. his hand on his way of like gresham was looking like he wasn't thrilled you know what i mean no. and then you no. found out yet later yeah a bunch yeah. happened well i thought it was odd when they brought prince nana back and he mm -hmm. said he bought uh tully tully you know Blanchard Enterprises and I thought something was up with that and yeah. Gresham was part of that so I'm like excuse me something's something's up something's up I don't know what it is can't put my finger on it but it's nice to see Claudio with a belt you know because yeah. he just that um, what do you think about the people who are saying that um they're they're touting this as the big win for Claudio they're saying that He's finally a world champion. Mm -hmm. Do you think of this at all like a world championship? Apart no. from it saying Ring of Honor world title, this is easily, apart from, I would almost say that, that Warrior Wrestling is a higher level mm -hmm. world championship at this moment. Yeah. Like Claudio's got some building to do to make that world title. Not that he can't. But as it is, this has been a pretty invisible championship for quite some time for a company that doesn't truly exist. That's just another belt on AEW, which mm -hmm. they also announced another string of belts this week. They're doing the trios titles, but it just seems like one of many. And it doesn't feel like a world title at all because they don't have any kind of visibility. No. GCW world title feels more important. If you want to go there, the FGW one. That's fucked up. It is fucked up. <laughs> That's not a real title. Even um, uh, Matt Cardona's um, internet right. championship when it's uh, got a ton of visibility. Mm -hmm. More so than you know this now. And I yeah. really want to say it's because of who held it. Now, where did it go? It was on, it went to BOLA. It went on PW, it went to PWG. It went to places where he wrestled. And it's like, so, you know, and it was very fitting about, you know, his wife stirring up the pot the day before. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. 
you know, I, I just kind of was, I just shook my head and I'm like, you know what? You can't help someone who's boring. I'm sorry. And well, it I looked think... like that match, you know, he looked like Claudia was like dragging around his child. I mean, not, I'm not talking shit about his height because Gresham is my height, but it just was like, dude, yeah, you're a little buff guy. And I keep seeing memes and stuff with like, you know, little people and Jonathan Gresham jokes, but I'm like, it just looked like he was throwing his kid around. It was like yeah. child abuse. And, but you know, I just don't think that Claudio would be the kind of guy because he's, to me, he's very low key. I don't think he's the kind of guy that would put shine on it. There's only one right now. Only one. I mean, it's no. going to be up to, to how it's presented even on AEW. It's going to be up to how things are promoted outside of that. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, regardless of who you like as a world champion, if if it's not being presented a certain way by a company, then it doesn't matter who the champion is. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, at this point, Ring of Honor is just a slew of secondary titles on AEW. They're not being presented very high, high end, you know? Well, and I think now it's Blackpool. It, combat club yeah i think it's possible really so, i mean i think that that it's possible for claudio to make it seem more important and i'm hoping he does but i do think it's a little premature for everyone to be like he's finally a world champion I'm like eh, this isn't the wwe world title it's not even the aew world title this feels a lot like a really this feels like when someone's the world champion at your at your local vfw where you go yeah they're a world champion but like there's only a couple guys to choose from you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, no offense to Claudio because I I love him to death. But... No, and I think that he's awesome, and I think that he's deserving of that title. But I do think that it's a little premature to be like, finally, he's the world champion. I think that he is the Ring of Honor world champion, and he can potentially elevate that very high. And I would like to see him make it seem more important than it is. But fact of the matter is, it's not important right now. I want to see him become an AEW world champion if that's the company he's gonna be working for. I want to see him doing something higher visibility than Ring of Honor. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Totally I'm, not, agree. I'm not trying to knock him at all. No, no, I totally agree with that. I mean, you know, it is what it is. And unfortunately, but um, I'm glad he did. He did win. Um, the situations probably around it were a little funky, but you know what? That's life. You had to figure it as, which I don't understand this, but there's a lot of elements, I think, that went into this whole thing. And I feel like <clears throat> at the at the bottom line, it was, he's problematic. But then he hired Phil. But then again, you know, whatever. But the part of being problematic, you're, yeah, you're cussing out Tony Khan. I would love to have been a fly on that wall. Oh yeah, I thought that yeah. was interesting. That would have been great. I'd been all, probably the only thing I'd ever like you doing would be that. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. But to throw a bitch fit and now you're gonna like leave wrestling, which is something that you know you've been doing forever and enjoying. Um, is that what he said? Yeah, pretty much. He um, deleted the terminus his promotion. In Atlanta, he deleted the Twitter, the social media 
after that. He's now not on Twitter anymore. This old lady uh, is. But, you know, I'm sure she's probably going to start opening her mouth soon. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting in that aspect. You know, we don't know. I don't know about contracts. I know you don't either. And yeah, I wonder uh, if that plays a factor, though. I wonder if part of the, I wonder if Tony's kind of putting his thumb down on him. So I wonder if the contract was not as fluid as he wanted it to be. I wonder if he was unhappy with some of the stuff. And I wonder if at the end of the argument, maybe he pissed off Tony just enough to say Tony, to, for Tony to say something like, you're not worth it. You're running anything and you're not doing anything until I say you do. You know what I mean? Like, no, I think that the end of the day is that that's one thing that, you know, you don't do as much as, you know, as much as, you know, I would want to cuss out my boss in this, in this industry, people remember the fucking slightest little detail and the slightest little detail sometimes will have 20 different stories, depending on who you ask. So I'm thinking with this case is that with Gresham, I think that he was just like disgusted with the whole thing and he felt that he should be treated on a level like a CM Punk, mm -hmm. like a John Moxley. But bro, you're not even at that level. You know, you you have the personality of a fucking wet paper bag. Well. You know, I mean, and I mean, and that's what it is. I mean, it's sports entertainment. He didn't, it's not like he, you know, it's not like it's MLW where that's, that's a lot of wrestling. There's no bullshit behind it. It's wrestling. Yeah. And even some of the GCW stuff, like when you get blood sport and, you know, some of those more serious things. So yeah. I think that that that's a problem that he has to look within him, himself, because I think he, I think he self-sabotaged himself. And I think his wife isn't going to help matters any either to him mm. and his. So, yeah. But, yeah. I only just call it how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, anything else on there? I mean, the main event uh, obviously was awesome, but. Oh, yeah. The main event was awesome. There? But you know what? I was going to say Dalton Castle and the original boys. That was interesting. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I do love. Um, the Righteous, I love those guys. Bateman and Dutch, which I'm really excited for. Um, I got to see them tag team at West Coast Pro recently. They're fucking great. Dutch is fucking, oh my God, he, I think he's incredible. So I hope somewhere we see more of them, the two of them together. So whether it might be Impact, I don't know. I, I don't watch Impact enough to know. And Vincent is, I, I've always thought he was great. He um, develops really great stories that are told not only just off the camera but on camera so that was cool but dalton castle i guess not wrestling for a while is doing him good because last time i saw dalton castle he had a lot of back issues mm. and if you notice he wears the really high-waisted trunks and he's got his back wrapped and it's like it was very toned down for dalton castle so that's why i'm like it wasn't the normal over the top that mm -hmm. it normally is. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if they're being held, things are being held back because they're looking for a TV deal. I don't know. Uh, That's the observation I made with that. Um, <clears throat> let me see here. Uh, the Battle of the Brothers. Oh, 
boring. That really should open the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, we obviously knew that <clears throat> Roosh was gonna gonna win, um, because he signed and they're doing that Lij. Oh, not Lij. That Los Ingobernables bullshit. So, yeah. So I don't I don't foresee any of that um, going on. And then also. I think Dragon Lee is a diva, but that's another story for another time. Mm-hmm. Man, did you watch the women's title match? Uh, uh, yeah, I was kind of in and out on <clears throat> a lot of it, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I was a little disappointed with it. But all in all, it was good. I just was hoping for maybe a little bit more. Because of the two of those women and, you know, how seasoned veterans they are and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's good nonetheless. It was good nonetheless, but a little disappointing in that. But man, okay. I, the only thing I'm going to say about Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal was I thought it was a little funny that Lethal did this move and Ian Riccoboni made a comment like, oh, that's shades of Roderick Strong. And I just had to laugh. I'm like, just drop names here. Why don't you, people? Because it seemed like they did drop a lot of names that ROH people pass, except. They didn't drop the name of someone who I think was, when I think of ROH, as another big, like, a big foundation of it, which is Chris Hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even, yeah. if you want to go there, the Wolves, American Wolves, Eddie Edwards and um, uh, um, Davey Richards. That's another really great tag team. So I thought that was a little funny. And, of course, we knew um, Joe was going to gonna win you know i mean it's joe i mean enough said about that i mean come on um and then how do you think joe looked in there because i mean that was when i was kind of in and out he seemed pretty gassed when i saw him but he looked pretty good well he looked good he looked gassed it's kind of like how keith lee was when keith lee first came when he was first at aew because it's like, yeah, you've been on the shelf for a little bit. But yeah. if you're doing things regularly, which I don't think it's going to seem like that with Ring of Honor, at least for now, that's what makes me worry about Joe a little. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame. But damn. That, I'm sorry, that tag, the main event. Yeah. That was like, I'm sorry, that's like total six star, seven star, whatever, just like FDR has on their thing, seven stars, you know? Yeah. It was. I think that this right here, I mean, I would watch them wrestle each other for forever. And I think that there's a lot of respect between the two. But I was just, I know they weren't going to take the belts off of, you know, off of um, FDR because of how hot they are yeah. uh, but damn those briscoes man i mean it i mean for people if they've never seen the briscoes man i mean you need to go back and watch some briscoes matches because that was just incredible yeah and just what they do and i mean i know they look a little scary yeah chicken legit. farm at home in sandy fork delaware so i guess that's only what they do in Delaware. We'll have to ask Bishop that one. Yeah. 
run chicken farms. Yeah, about chicken farms. He probably knows mm -hmm. a lot about them. He probably sure. does. Probably does. My friend said that Delaware smells like chicken. I can see that. That makes and sense, it's gross. actually. And it's gross. Yeah. I mean, if it smelled like, you know, fried chicken, maybe. But mm -hmm. chicken, no. chicken. Yeah. I pass. Hard pass. Yeah, just sweaty chickens. Ew, no. Yeah. It, is it the kind that don't wash their wrestling shirts and live in the basement? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. And that's one other thing, too, I want to comment about Ring of Honor was I do not miss their smelly fans. The guys that don't bathe, don't wear deodorant. I never wash their wrestling shirts. I don't miss that. That makes sense. Yeah. We were at but, the mall the other day uh, walking around and someone walked by me and I looked at Producer Lady. I was like, we got to get out of here. This person smells like a wrestling fan. <laughs> oh boy yeah if you ever are told you smell like a wrestling fan that's not a compliment people yeah, it's a bad deal you better go hose yourself down but yeah the main event i thought was awesome the the kid that they brought into the ring was just some kid who was there it wasn't like someone that they knew it was just a kid who was mm -hmm. holding a sign saying it was their favorite and they wanted to make that night real special for that kid something that, that mm -hmm. kid's gonna remember forever and you know, can't wait to fast forward 20 years and see if that kid's actually doing something in the business. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That night, you never know. You never know. Never know. Yeah. And now they're selling the jackets like they wear to the ring. That's cool. Pressing tees. It's a limited edition run. They're cool. I thought they were really cool. I mean, I myself would consider getting one, but I don't even wear the one I have. Yeah. Well, it's hard to wear the one I have. But yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Anything else? Or you want to talk some uh, some AEW? Let's talk some AEW. Yeah, what yeah. A shit, uh, I didn't watch any of Rampage. I don't even know what was on it, but I did watch. No, um, Rampage. There was really nothing on the internet wrestling lately. It's been kind of dry like that. Um, Rampage. Let me refresh my memory. Um. I was more hyped about, I think, about Death Before Dishonor than I was really with Rampage um, last week. Um, let me see here. 722. Feels Rampage. Right. Uh, Silver, Daniels. Mm -hmm. uh, John Silver, Hangman Page, and Blade. Yeah. Lee Moriarty, Dante Martin. That was pretty good. But that's the only thing I think that would probably be watchable. Yeah. Because I really like, you know, both of them worked well together. And I'm a fan of Lee Moriarty. So definitely, I think that was what would be one. Yeah. Other and than Jay that. Russell defeated Christopher Daniels and then Britt and Hater against, um, what was it? Uh, Sky Blue and Ashley uh, D'Amboise. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Boring. Really yeah, nothing to write home. On interviews, Tony will say that he takes Rampage super seriously, and it means a lot to him, and it's an incredibly important show to him. But you look at, like, the card of it and the way he promotes it, and you're like, I don't see it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I don't know. I don't – I mean, I think it's possible that both things can be true. He could care about it but also realize that there's not much you can do on that time frame on a mm -hmm. Friday night that is going to bring in a bunch of viewership. So – Maybe he's maybe it's both things are true. Look, I'm not going to overdo it because I know it's not going to bring in viewership. But at the same time, he proved with I mean I know it's ridiculous, but with CM Punk's return, that Rampage was like their highest rated show almost ever, 
I think second to the debut AEW Dynamite that like I think uh I think it shows that people will tune in if there's a big enough deal and I think he books it to not even make it a mediocre deal. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Yep, yep. It's so Dynamite did show up with Fight for the Fallen fresh off of Fighter Fest and right before uh, Quake on the Lake. So, what the hell is Quake on the Lake? I don't know. <coughs> I have no idea. And how, can you, how can you do a show that's like earthquake related and you're not in California or the West Coast somewhere? That's true. Are they, huh. they have to be near a lake though. They just like alliterate. Are they like rhyming, is what it is? It's a Jericho thing, I think. Mm. Is that his contribution as an EVP? Probably. Oh, God. But it feels like I it. don't understand all these little shows here. Are they trying to get ratings and make it feel important that every week there's some kind of thing like, oh, Fighter Fest was two weeks and now Fight for the Fallen. And then there's this bullshit about a lake. And I'm like, wasn't Fight for the Fallen originally a pay per view where the proceeds of the pay per view went to a charity? Mm-hmm. It was. So by making Dynamite fight for the fallen doesn't that remove the whole point of the name of it to begin with which was to give to that charity and doesn't it negate the idea of them doing anything charitable you know what i think i think that was a cody rhodes thing i thought that one was a kenny omega one fight for a fallen that was yeah oh well oops sorry it was fighter fest the kenny omega one fighter fest was the kenny omega one because the video game yeah the video game thing yeah i think you're right Mm -hmm. fight for the fallen might have been a cody thing Mm-hmm. I could have sworn it was a Kenny, Kenny thing, but... And I, I will say this, you know, Cody, I, I don't know what's coming up to make a shirt, but I'm waiting. I'm waiting for WWE, your version of a charity shirt. Charity shirt. I can't wait for breast cancer awareness because, whoa, you probably go all out, haha, pardon the pun. The Connor Kier Cody shirt this year is going to be dope. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, let's see. It did open up. I thought it was pretty cool, actually. At first, I was like, because I'm skeptical a lot. When I heard uh, Justin Roberts in the ring saying the following is a 60-minute time limit, I was like, what the fuck match are they giving an hour at the top? And uh, so it was for the, the interim world title, and it was Moxley against Rouge. At first, I was like, geez, opening with it? And then I thought, actually, because it's against Rouge, that's probably really good. Mm-hmm. Highlight your champion, kind of set the tone and make it look pretty important and get going. And then, you know, bury the women somewhere in the middle and you're <laughs> on to something. Yeah. Pony con booking. Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. a friend of mine tweeted out that 923 has been the exact minute of every women's match the past month of AEW. Wow. That it's right there, middle of the second hour. That's sad. That's yeah. really sad. That's but, really sad. Yeah, not something that I checked, but I trust the source because my yeah. friend would look at stuff like that. So, yeah. what'd you think of the match? I, if I'm being honest, outside of the the needless desire to bleed and cut yourself on TV, I thought the match was otherwise pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rouge always puts on a really good match. Um, I've only really seen Roosh when he was with Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, and shout out to Roosh for 
fucking taken the Ring of Honor world title from Matt Taven, which I missed mm. because I got injured. Anyways, I digress. I would have been like the biggest damn cheerleader. I, you know, I'm already loud and I hate that guy. Mm. So it would have been the greatest thing ever. But no. So, but Roosh, yeah, that was pretty solid. I just am sick of the blood. Yeah. I, yeah, it's getting old. I want to see vomit now or snot or someone shitting their pants or pissing their pants. Shitting the pants would be pretty cool. If you were white. If you were white. or So the Jericho Appreciation Society, they wear a lot of white. They could all shit their pants. That'd be great. Yeah. Oh, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Ooh, it sounds weird. I think you might have broken it. I didn't break it. I think it's just the angle at which I had it because I used to do it like this. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. God, we need to censor that. There's a lot of science to the fart gun. Okay. I'm not going to go there with that one. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, but I did like it. I did enjoy it, and I thought it was pretty solid. I, but I am, you... I am tired of the bleeding, and I did not enjoy a single second of the uh, interruption by Jericho or the Jericho's getting a rematch for no reason. The champion. Like, Here's the only it. reason I care. Well, I guess I should rephrase that. I don't care. Yeah. The only <laughs> reason I find it constantly annoying that they do this is they, although they've backed off a little bit, they still try to maintain that there's a ranking system that means something. Mm-hmm. But then you do things like this. You even you even utilized getting the interim champion without the ranking system. Like, mm-hmm. what is the ranking system for if not to help you in the event of needing an interim champion? You know what I mean? A yeah. sudden vacancy, that's the whole point. You have two and three go up, or number one and number two against each other, or one, two, three, and four in a four-way. But for them to negate that, do a battle royal where the top four weren't even in it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, uh, for a number one contender spot, and then give it to somebody else who was number five and move them to number Like, I mean, I'm just saying it's all superfluous. And I just wish they would completely drop it and say the ranking system doesn't work because it's still there and they still talk about it like it does. But then you have things like this. Jericho comes out and just gets a title shot now at Quake by the Lake. It's going to be in Minneapolis, it looks like. Is there a lake Is in Minnesota? Is by Target? Probably. Probably. One of the Great Lakes. Yeah. I don't know which one. But All I'm also I know- not even sort of interested in seeing Moxley versus Jericho. No, that's boring. Like, what the fuck are we doing? I'm not, I don't even want to see Moxley versus Punk. I don't even want to see if it was Jericho versus Punk. I'm boring. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. The only Punk match I want to see, and I better get it, Punk Cabana. I want it. Put it on Ring of Honor, Tony. I'll be there. I just don't know what that has to do with Moxley and Jericho, but I hear you. You know what I mean? That's the only match I want to, you know, these WWE motherfuckers. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, I thought it was good. It was just a hiccup in the road. It was at least Jericho yeah. was relatively short on the mic. And we moved on to the FTW championship, Dan Housen versus Ricky Starks. I imagine you didn't even watch this one. No, I didn't watch it. <laughs> I will say this. I purposely stayed off. Because I had to treat my mom to the doctor. I purposely stayed off of internet. Because I didn't want to be spoiled. Yeah. 
And then guess what happened? One of my friends decided to text message me and was like too excited about it. Then it got, it got spoiled for me. That's funny. But it is what that is. Um, did I know that Dan Housen wasn't going to win? Absolutely. Did I know that another open challenge is going to happen? No. But I did know that Hook was going to get that belt in, at some point. From yeah. That I did know, and I think I said it on episode one. Yeah, we've talked about it. That we thought that, yeah. that it was weird he hadn't tried to get it yet. But yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was really happy that the Danhausen match was so short mm -hmm. at first. I thought very cool to make Ricky look so strong. And that also kind of gave me a flashback to last week where he beat um, two dimes. And, uh, or his AEW named 20 Cent. Mm -hmm. I think that was a relatively short match as well. And I thought that was really good to make Ricky look strong there. Mm -hmm. But then the hook match was also pretty short. And I wonder if making Ricky look strong was just to make hook look stronger. Mm -hmm. And that I'm worried about whatever is next because obviously hook comes out. Answers that open challenge, beats Ricky in a short order. Ricky cuts an impassioned promo where he says, God damn in it. I think he calls someone a pussy. Or was that someone else who called someone a pussy? No, Ricky didn't. That was Jungle. Jungle Boy called Christian yeah, a no, pussy. No, no, Ricky did not. You're right. No. Yeah, Ricky said, God damn, which I was just surprised that these words made it to air. But Ricky oh, Excuse says, me, they say shit and bitch and asshole all the time. Yes, but goddamn's usually bleeped. And almost every show I've ever seen, and pussies usually bleep. I'm talking about other shows, not wrestling. Just in general, TV yeah. shows, those are usually bleeped. They'll they'll even bleep out sometimes the word God and goddamn. And sometimes I've seen them bleep out the word damn and goddamn. But I've never, I can't remember outside of just like legit, like cable, cable where you can. Get if away it was NWA, it would have been bleeped out. Definitely, but. <laughs> Either way, I was just surprised that their censors are just all like, yeah, fuck it, let it fly. I'm like, that's pretty cool because that can yeah. help them stand out in a way, uh, especially in a case like this with Ricky being impassioned and using it in ways that felt like it meant something. It wasn't saying a curse word for the sake of saying a curse word. It was mm -hmm. saying a curse word because you are beyond trying to think about what you're going to say and you're living in the moment in your furiousness, right? Uh it's the exact opposite of a Jade Cargo promo where she comes out there and tries to figure out where she's going to say shit and bitch. And the whole promo is built around the idea that she has to say the word shit and she has to say the word bitch. There's no point to it. It's superfluous and it's, it nulls it and numbs it. This was the exact opposite where he says, God damn in such an impassioned way that you almost don't even notice. He said, God damn, you just feel what he's saying. It was fantastic. Fast forward before two more we, seconds. Oh, before no. we get into that, though. Okay, did, go ahead. The video. The video at the road to... Uh, no. Oh, the absolute video? The absolute video. That was good. Which makes good. me wonder. Because he kept saying that he was doing another video. Mm. And I, we haven't seen it. Now, for those of you who do not know, you need to go to... Um, just, just go to YouTube and put in Ricky Starks video. He produced, what is it, three of them. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe four, actually. One, two, three. Yeah, there's four. That he did himself. 
his own money and they were fucking great to kind of boost who the hell he was. Yeah. This one was way over the top and it was like perfect. It was like perfection. It was so good. And like my friend said, oh, they did this video package. And I'm thinking, oh, okay. That's when I knew I'm like, oh, something's going to happen or something's not going to happen because they're hyping him up really large. I don't know. I don't trust Tony Khan's booking. So, but that, that was just brilliant. And actually even Ricky's promos up until like on the, the road to dynamite, just that passion and everything. And it's like, Dude, I mean, did, why have people not given you the microphone as much as you should have it? Why? I like the fact that he addressed that, you know, he has something to say and it's more than 40, just 40 seconds on the microphone. Also, that was for me. I wonder, like, yeah. I wonder if he doesn't fit in well. And I, I mean that in the regard of, of look at the Young Bucks segments. Mm-hmm. They are so campy and scripted and phony and poorly acted. It's really kind of comes down to that whole like the, the the fact that I that I disagree with the argument where people say, oh, AEW's true pro wrestling and WWE's just sports entertainment. If you watch AEW, you're not gonna get any of that sports entertainment except where. I'll even leave Jericho Appreciation Society out of it because they're doing the gag of sports entertaining, right? But Mm -hmm. if you watch the Young Bucks, everything they do is very sports entertainment. It's very skit-like. It's very much like overacted, overscripted, overwrought. It's like campy. I wonder if... And it's always a wink. A wink and a nod, right? It's always, hey, since we all know it's phony... Hey, we're going to say like their, their gags are always that it's always, everyone's in on the joke that is pro wrestling, right? Mm -hmm. Ricky doesn't present himself or what he's doing. Like anyone's in on it. He presents it like he's competing because in the heart of it, he is one of the few actively competing to get that respect, to get that TV time. He's mm-hmm. no longer in the favored nations, as it were. You know, he was Cody's boy, and he was always talked about in regards to being one of Cody's guys. And Tony always said that, you know, oh, I, uh, there's a lot of good going on with with Ricky, right? But you almost wonder if he said that to appease Cody. Hey, Cody, I see what you're doing, and I appreciate that side, right? Ricky's bringing that sense of competition, whether it be competing for respect in the back to the I'm competing in the ring to win, right? Like he brings that to it. So his stuff doesn't always fit into the show in the same way. And when you look at the videos he puts online, the the road to dynamite stuff, he's talking about it so seriously, even in a promo, the road to dynamite. He's talking about so seriously that this is what he's doing and how why he's got to win and he's like in it. And the the other side is literally a clown in makeup doing a doing a Conan O'Brien character. 
You know what I mean? That's not to say yeah. I don't like Danhausen <laughs> for what he is or get a kick out of him at times here and there, but it was a stark difference, no pun intended, between what Ricky was doing and what Danhausen was doing, and I felt like it made Ricky stand out in the sense that he doesn't belong. One of these things is not like the other. He's on a show that's constantly winking at the audience. He's not winking. He's fighting. You know what I mean? And I wonder if that creates a problem in the back or a, a, or a problem in the idea of him being able to present himself or get time. You don't do what we're doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll agree with you to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to remember that he also was pegged as one of the people and he was so proud to tell people that he was part of that White House clique backstage. Britt Baker, MJF, him, and I can't remember who else. Look where that got MJF. Where is MJF? You know? Yeah, that's starting to wear thin, too. I've seen a lot of people talk about that, but go Mm -hmm. ahead. But also with Ricky is he's always been, as long as I've, I've known him, he's always been the underdog of why doesn't you know why am i not getting you know my getting what i'm what i should be getting because i'm that good part of the problem is he is good his problem i think was when he was on the indies he he didn't put himself out there as much as he should have if you want to be known you got to be loud and make noise. Mm. You have to. Again, when he went to AEW and I told him, I remember telling him, um, I don't think that's a good idea because it's going to be, and this was just me outsider looking in, it, it looks like it's going to be just all favorites. It's the same bullshit, you know, whatever. You know, I just don't think that's that's the place. So when he's now doing these promos that I can I can say for a fact that's the same kind of shit he would he and I would talk about all back then. Yeah. It, it's that's how he feels. And it's genuine. I thought he was gonna cry at one point in that promo. Yeah. And I just was like, You are different, dude. You're on a fucking other level. And you're re- dealing with an owner or a person who you're not worth anything to him really you're just the guy you you know you're just there you're one of those guys there's nothing i think that he could do to become one of those ones that you know tony's like oh gosh yeah because look at the ones who get a lot of shit from tony fucking you get like the acclaimed to have a big boost right now, but uh, you know, they're fun. But again, it's wink, wink kind of yeah. stuff. And then you get, you know, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I'm like, come on, really? And I mean, I don't know. And I do know that Ricky does feel, and you know, if I'm wrong and someone's listening and tells them I said this shit, I'm like, no, dude, you, you, yeah, no. I think that 
there's a lot of people that get a lot of things in AEW that I don't want to say didn't put the work in, but they suck. They really just are not that great. And you highlight them like, I'm sorry, uh, Everrise 2.0, whatever the fuck those two are. They, you know, like they just happen to luck out with that Jericho society. Because who the fuck are they? I mean, really, seriously, they didn't put anything in. And when I've seen them wrestle, they're not that great. So, you know, I mean, that's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow, especially when you know you're fucking good. And when they give people a mic that don't know how to use it, right? And then here's, you know, I'm like, you, it's like, just give me like, give me a minute, give me something and you're not getting it. It's frustrating. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he has an attitude. I'm pretty sure like in that little, you know, that little thing about him having a bad attitude, you know, and a big mouth. That is so true. Yeah. But at the same time, it's very political back there. I think this is probably one of the most political, probably backstages I can think of anything, just because of the things that you kind of hear and stuff. So <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, you know, do I want better for him? Fuck yeah, because he should be getting better. He should be one of these people. Like, why are you highlighting, you know, Wheeler Yuta? No offense, I like Wheeler Yuta, yeah. but bro, let's go there. He can't really t talk himself out of a paper bag. And he's not really gotten a lot of charisma. It's just more anger than anything. And, you know, he's being totally pushed. Whereas you have someone right here that you just need the opportunity yeah. and the money will flow. But that that's not the case. Who's their and TNT champion right now? Uh, well, I think it it was... Scorpio Sky and he dropped it to somebody. Who did he drop it to? Wardlow. Wardlow. Yeah. Another one. What well, you know, I mean not no offense to Wardlow or people who like Wardlow, but has he been gone the last couple weeks? Mm-hmm. Huh. What yeah. is that about? But um But yeah, yeah I but think I that Ricky could be it. could be running a middle I feel like Wardlow's in the middle because of happenstance. I feel like things happen in such a way where it feels like their mid card is people waiting for their spot on the top of the card and not people building themselves up to the top of the card. Like it's like Wardlow's already there. He's already that important to that audience. If you put mm -hmm. him in a world title match, people are going to freak. Mm -hmm. Ricky's still building. Although the fans love him, he's still building like a roster credibility kind of thing. He should be absolutely the type of dude in that mid-card title kind of concept but floating around with this ftw title which he dropped and i think could be the best thing for him i think it's been an anchor mm -hmm. i think that his character now needs to be going for the things like the tnt title maybe the i mean it's also crazy to say because they got so many heavyweights and i don't know how i think ricky's very very good i don't know if his if we've seen enough of his style in AEW to warrant him being able to beat a Samoa Joe or a Wardlow or a Claudio for one of those smaller titles. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying he's not capable. We, you and I have both seen him in a lot of matches against a lot of types of dudes, but presentation wise, I don't know if he shows 
enough technical prowess to be able to work somebody down and do it. He could. I'm just saying, I don't know if people would buy in well, until he does, you know? Well, the problem is it's who he wrestles, okay? Yes. You're having him go <clears throat> on dark and, you know, dark elevation and the lesser shows. And he's wrestling these, you know, nobodies, you know, that he's basically, you know, just, you know, handed to on a silver platter. Yeah, you're just here to boost up his wins. That you're not going to see that. It wasn't until Keith Lee and Swerve. Now, I, Ricky hadn't had caliber matches, really, to be honest. I, I can't even tell you if you were to ask me, what was your favorite Ricky Starks AEW match? I don't know. The only thing I would probably say is, oh, well, it was when they did the thing with Sting and Darby. Mm. Be but that's a different that's a different thing. It's not really technically a match. Or the one he did with Darby and Darby did the skateboard thing, because that was a very good match um, of his because it kind of showed it showed off both of them and what they could do. So that's why I like that. But so yeah, I don't think it was until till just recently. Yeah. So with with Hobbs turning on him, mm -hmm. damn you, Willie Hobbs. Yeah, that's some bullshit. Uh, uh, yeah. It leads Will me Hobbs. to wonder where can Ricky even fit in? Because all the people with these secondary titles are people with mega pushes. You know what I mean? Hobbs is gonna wipe the floor with Ricky. He's just gonna. There's no mm -hmm. way around it. Hobbs is no. Is... I don't think so. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's sorry. his opportunity there if it is booked correctly that is his opportunity to say i can i can fuck up one of these big guys i think so i don't think they would risk hobbs looking weak true they all that's love what I'm him saying. that's what i'm they saying all is just the same way that i think that you could take a ricky emotionally and have him beat a hobbs and it could mean something big he could beat a claudio he could beat a wheeler uter and make it mean something but those are people that are so favorited that i just don't see them allowing what could or should happen for him he needs so i just don't know where he fits in anymore mm. nowhere really and that's very sad i think that the tnt championship is where that should have been his trajectory and even now that would have been great, him and Scorpio Sky, but I get why with Wardlow. I get it, you know? It's consolation for Wardlow. He was ready to be in a world title picture, and they, they decided they didn't want him to do that because the CM Punk stubbed his toe. Uh -huh. So they gave him the TNT title as a consolation. Yeah. So it's like, I just I think that all these consolation prizes all over the place, uh -huh. I don't think it leaves a lot of room for Ricky, and I think that sucks because I think they... He could really run a division and create a lot of buzz around it. And I don't think he's going to be given that opportunity. Lot. He can run a lot. The only other spot that he could probably have would be, and I, I really don't want, I hate all these fucking factions that they have. The only one where I would see them kind of, where he could be put would be Blackpool Combat Club. And the reason why is because, yeah, I know you're, but what I'm thinking is, is because he is a well-rounded wrestler and does a little bit of everything, that they don't have that 
in that stable. They don't. So O'Brien's as well-rounded as you get. Yeah, I know, but mostly, you know, when you think of him, it's all technical. You know, and his and his talking. He's the best talker in that faction. They just don't give him the mic much. No, no. But I think maybe that's where you you put someone like this. Like he wants to be a star. Who can make him a star? That that's the way. Learning under the regal tree, I think. But then again, I don't think he fits there because they're all about just anywhere. He doesn't fit anywhere. Love him. He doesn't fit anywhere now. It's like he has no home. Okay. I mean, what, you know, what's he going to do? Like, okay, well, Dark Order has an opening because Anna Jay fled the coop. But, you know, there's nothing. You know, fantasy booking for Ricky till we find him a good spot. Well, here's what my thought is is I would really, I would like to see him. I think Ring of Honor is the place to go. Because, and I know he'd be, oh my God, that's lesser than. If they get a TV deal, because that's his, that's for him. It's like, you know, you're saying that, you know, you made this belt into what it was. Well, what happens when you're on a show that's sub? Mm. I mean, that that's where I think that could be. And it all depends on who's going to get shuffled over there, too. Because I do think that there is a lot of, there's a lot of good things that he, that can be done over there. If you have enough people shuffled over there, too, that might leave an avenue for him in AEW even to go up in AEW. If the right people are shuffled over Ring of Honor, but. Well, but who would go? Who would go? No idea. I mean, I think there's a good chance that all the Blackpool Combat Club ends up over there, except I think Tony loves them all too much. Um, Mm -hmm. But I could see them wanting to be over there. Uh, Either way, I think that's our Ricky Ricky Starks hour. Uh, As far as Dynamite went, the rest of it, I was... I was unfortunately disappointed in the Thunder Rosa match. Mm Mm-hmm. There was moments where it was going really well, and then there was moments where communication really broke down, and it was just too obvious. Yeah. So it was kind of a bummer, just because she's already getting so much criticism for some bullshit stuff already, that you don't like to see that when it doesn't have to happen. Uh, My understanding also is the match that they had in Japan that I think was on their Dark episode Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, was much cleaner. So it was Mm -hmm. almost like... They should have, uh, if you could flip flop in hindsight, right? But you just, you just don't know. But for whatever reason, they just didn't click on that one, and that that bummed me out for the sake of of obviously Thunder Rose is one of my favorites, and yeah, you know, I felt that too the whole the whole way through, and I thought, you know, first of all, that crowd was dead. Yeah, didn't help matters at all, and I think that. Um, with when you have this is what i think is the downfall of anybody who's wrestling from japan at aew it failed the americans don't understand joshi wrestling or know about it Mm. there's very few people who do and you know so what what do you do you know yeah so <clears throat> that's where I'm kind of like, 
shit. So people probably like, who's this chick? I don't know. And they're not going to get in- invested in it. And oh, it was really yeah. sad because you saw the communication break down. Yeah. And it was, I, I just felt, felt for them because I'm like, yeah. But again, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just, um, it just was, it was, it was less than what I was expecting. Yeah. I'm that way. Yeah. That's a bummer. Uh, was there anything else on the show that you really want to talk about? Because I'll be honest, there was, I'm scrolling through and there wasn't a whole lot else that well, was really like. interesting about Swerve and now, um, obviously, I guess Josh the Goods Woods from ROH is now All Elite, I guess. Or he'll probably bounce between the two. I thought that was interesting that he knocked out a big guy. Keith Lee was on the floor. He almost looked like he was just like over eight and fell asleep. Sorry, I know I'm fat. I can say that. Not fat shaming anybody. But I thought that was an interesting thing. Like, I'm wondering where that's going to go. Yeah, I, feel like I have no idea. I didn't really quite quite catch it. Oh, it was at the end there's of the match. Yeah, there's a lot that was kind of in and out on the idea of swerving. Yeah, you probably were out of that. I couldn't have been more less interested. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was doing a lot of editing today, too. And I was mm-hmm. watching a lot of it with, like, a head, like my headset on. And mm-hmm. just kind of slightly back. So if something came, and that's how I noticed the Ricky Starks thing is it made me like take my headset off entirely and pause my editing. Mm-hmm. I really do feel that um, I'm just waiting to see what's going to happen with the tag titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the, yeah, because it's all. Awesome. one? No, the one that's uh, Swerve and uh, mm. Keith Lee have. Yeah. It, it's going to be over soon because our obviously the way to me that that thing was set up it's got to be and i would love if ricky did a program with swerve yes. more so than yes just just the two of them no yeah. fucking fire that would be i mean you you saw that one match issue too yeah that could be, be great fire that would be oh. a really good use of him yeah. what do you think about uh, uh the trio's titles are they doing that just to give it to the elite? You think that's how Kenny comes back? Bucks and, and Kenny go for hold those for a while now. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in a trios title at all. I'm not either. I'd like to see a woman's tag before I see a trio. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, or another women. Well, no, they have two belts. You know, if that's a good point. well, they have no three for the women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got ROH women, you got AEW World, and you got uh, the TBS. Mm-hmm. But you're right, they don't have a t- tag team title for the women, but we do Nowadays have... Nowadays, they don't have that many women, so... Yeah. But you've got four tag titles on, on FTR alone, their own mm-hmm. tag titles, and now you're going to give them trios titles as well. Mm. Like, that's kind of... Um... Yeah, I don't know. I thought uh, when I heard that, that would have been... That would have been great. Hook Ricky and Hobbs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That could have been cool. Nope. Not anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, do you think this is where they officially kick uh, Ricky out of Team Taz? Um, good question. Um, obviously, because you, um, if you heard the part when Hobbs attack Ricky 
<clears throat> Taz was like, <clears throat> Hobbs, what are you doing? What are yeah. you doing? Like, he didn't know. Yeah, so and Taz also played off that he didn't know that Hook was going to come out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And then in orange trunks. Yeah. Kind of had to know what was going on there. But uh, the minute I heard that, you know, the little first note of, the, of his theme, I'm like, yep. Here we go. Getting it. Ricky Starks is not going to be the one he's going to lose his first match to. Yeah. 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 Not on Taz's watch. No. Um, it's going to be a marquee person. Yeah. Um, but I think Ricky is no longer going to be Team Taz. Yeah. And especially after that, why would you stick around with someone who just fucking, you know, cold guy use they're probably going to do a program with the two of them that's what i was thinking which solves your big guy problem because if he can beat hobbs he's not going to beat hobbs we just said that we just talked about it i know but i'm thinking he could he's not gonna that's what i mean i'm waiting for him to acknowledge the fact that he always took the pin yeah waiting for that yeah even when you weren't really the legal man. You still took the pin. <laughs> you weren't I mean, even legal and you ate the pin. Yeah, I'm like, come on. Uh, there was nothing else on the show, though, that really had me all that invested. No, I did. Jungle I, Boy, honestly... I'll say Jungle Boy's promo mm-hmm. started off well and kind mm-hmm. of dissolved. It felt like it felt like he went out there with a little bit of a fire and then had to remember his script after that. You know what I mean? Like he felt mm-hmm. a little overly rehearsed partway through. Yeah. You know, where at the beginning I was like, oh shit, this is a different presentation. This is a different way he's talking. And then after a couple sentences, it was like right back to reading a piece of paper in front of him, it sounded like. I was like, oh. Yeah. Maybe he needs needs to trust himself a little bit more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson was a little disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up walking away from it. It just. So did I. I turned it off. Yeah. There was nothing there. And Jericho on commentary made it worse. And Yep. That didn't help. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. yeah. I don't have anything else on AEW personally. Anything you want to? I don't either. I don't either. Yeah. I wouldn't say overall that it was a bad episode. Because I know a lot of times I just really don't like the episode top to bottom. I don't think mm-hmm. that was the case here. I kind of. I wouldn't say that I loved it. I wasn't invested in all of it. But I didn't feel apart from like two specific segments because that's the big difference i find with with when i watch wwe versus when i watch aew Mm -hmm. and i think it's most people are this way about which one they prefer Mm -hmm. usually with a with wwe i'll say i enjoy most of it and then there's one or two segments i could tell you that i just didn't like at all i walked away i got my soda i was kind of embarrassed by it flip side with AEW the majority of stuff I feel embarrassed by to the point where sometimes I get so embarrassed to be a wrestling fan that I'll turn it off I didn't get that this time there was like two segments I could have done without like the Young Bucks thing could have gone the Best Friends thing could have completely gone Uh, Mm -hmm. and outside of that the rest of it was like totally fine fine to good (laughs) you know what I mean and Ricky was great so uh, I mean for whatever it's worth I yeah. did. Uh, I did enjoy it more than I've enjoyed a number of other ones, minus those two. Oh, I forgot about that. The thing with um, <clears throat> Jay Lethal. 
all I got out of it was, yes, I get to see fucking Sanjay Dutt wrestle, the original player from the Himalayas. I didn't I like get Sanjay. that feeling at all, but I know people well, like no, him. no, 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 just because I like yeah. Sanjay. Oh, yeah. Again, sure. another Ring of Honor alumnus. I used to love when he come out um, in his, like, track suits and shit looking fly. Yeah. yeah, I've heard very, very good things about him and stuff. Just... Sanjay is great. And actually, one thing about Sanjay that I really want to kind of um, point out is now that he's really more in a backstage kind of role, it's amazing. Like his mentoring with people. I mean, that's someone if Ricky really wanted to attach him to someone and really pick his ear, Sanjay would be, I think, one of the people. That could be Because neat. Cody's wrong. Uh, gone. Yeah. So. Or even him being part of that faction, if you were to put him there with like Sanjay and Lethal and stuff, that could actually be interesting. Yeah, but no, he needs. I'd to... like to see him do some single stuff, though. He needs to go alone. Yeah. He needs to prove to everybody that he can do this, and hopefully, now that WWE is being run with new, you know, just new people at the helm. Yeah. Maybe he gets noticed. And he goes there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I would watch WWE then. And then bring me back damn John Cena as the peacemaker. God damn it. I do think Lots that although we don't know what's going to come, go, stay the same, or change WWE, the idea of Triple H being head of talent and creative I does I, I do believe opens up an avenue for Ricky that I don't think was there before. Mm-hmm. You know, I do think there's yeah. possibility there. There's a big possibility there. I mean, when you look at, <clears throat> you want someone who's ready to go. And I don't know what's, I, I was going to ask you, do we know what's happening with LA Knight? Just, I know that, you know, obviously it's different show, but that's one I really feel that they really kind of dropped the ball. Well, so right now the rumor is that he's been removed from the Maximum Male Model gimmick. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that this Friday, I'm hoping tomorrow, that we'll see something that gives us some form of indication as to what his future may look like. But I don't Mm -hmm. know. Most of Yeah. Fucking Uh, damn good. And he needs a microphone. Yes. Another one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting and hopefully hoping that NWA would have done like Ricky and... Eli Drake just on the mic. Oh yeah, that could have been great. Gold, gold. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, NXT did open up real hot though. I felt like with Zoe Stark doing her return, talking mm-hmm. on uh, on her return, her injury, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Cora Jade interrupting. Uh, Toxic Attraction coming out. It kind of like highlights and reminds you just how strong their women's division is mm-hmm. going into it. Uh, and then it was also immediately followed up. Well, for one, we knew we were going to get a match that night with Zoe and Gigi, and I thought that's going to be cool. Uh, and then it was immediately followed up by Grayson Waller versus Wesley. I was like, man, yeah. the first top of this show is fucking fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, whoa. When I watched it, I'm like, wow. I mean, this is pretty goddamn. This is. Wow. I mean, I, I was like, this is some really good shit. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. very impressed with it. Unlike, I don't know, a couple of weeks, it's been kind of, yeah. but yeah, but I, I, I thought it was great. Um, yeah. I do like how Cora, her new persona, 
Yeah. How I think that uh, it's great. It's been a, it's a really fun, it's been fun to see her transition. Mm-hmm. And I think it I think it's pretty badass. I think. I was wondering if it's an indication of them looking at potentially moving her to the main roster. If the idea is we've seen you get over as a baby face, you're easy to like because you're young, um, you're pretty, you're a lifelong fan, you're skilled. Can mm-hmm. you get the crowd to boo you also? Well, they do. So, yeah, and they're they're booing her. So I, I'm wondering if this was also one of those like, all right, we know you can do that, this, that, and the other. Can you do this? Because mm-hmm. once we get you to the main roster, we're going to not want to be retraining you. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Hopefully. So I'm wondering if this is an indication that she might be short-lived for for NXT. Hmm. But Which I don't have a problem with either way, to be honest. Either way, no. But I really think that toxic attraction needs to go back. Go yes. Up. Yes. I, I absolutely. Do you think that. there's any possibility? And we can jump around a little bit. So we got uh, uh, Zoe beat Gigi. Mm-hmm. Really nice, really clean. Do you think there's any possibility or world where Zoe's the one to take the title off of Mandy? I think so. I think there's a good chance. I Zoe looked great. So. Just like yeah, physically, she, she looked bigger and buffer and leaner. Mm-hmm. And it was almost as if like she didn't miss a beat. That's what yep. I felt when I saw her. And I was like, because, you know, in a battle royal, it's hard to say. Yes. And when you see someone actually do a match and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mandy's in trouble. You know, the whole time I was watching it with here with producer lady, we kept looking at each other and just being like, God, she's like a bulldozer. Like she looks incredible. She's built mm-hmm. like a brick wall and mm-hmm. she's just moving. Like, yeah, there was no hesitation in her steps or anything. Like it, she mm-hmm. looked fantastic where I was kind of like, I don't know. Do you have her lose and move her on? Or do you have her take the title and kind of run and help that division? Mm-hmm. and move toxic attraction on because i really don't think that there's a bad answer there if i'm being honest no because if you're also um if you look at the roster and the other women no offense to you know like lash legend tiffany stratton's great okay nikita line's great yeah. but there isn't anybody that if you move toxic attraction there really isn't anybody but uh, you know cora jade yeah but if you move her up too there there isn't really anybody yeah so what do you do you know well i mean nikita's pretty over you got roxanne who's uh obviously the prodigy for a reason i would say mm-hmm. alba fire's always ready to be a champion yeah but they don't do much with alba fire and that kills me i feel like they're keeping her out there consistently because something's gonna they're just waiting for that spark as it were right like i mm-hmm. think that I think there's a very good possibility that Zoe wins, Toxic moves on, Alba Fire challenges Zoe right after that. Hmm. I kind of felt like Alba Fire was on deck to be the next challenger either way, even though they've been really hinting that Nikita's the next big challenger. Mm-hmm. And I think she got one match, I think, against Mandy. but Or she didn't and was fighting for one, but as much as they keep making it look like it's going to be Nikita, I keep thinking it's going to be Alba. But same time, like oh, you don't repackage so in there that hmm? you don't repackage someone like that. Why not? Well, and not expect big things, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. You expect big things definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. A lot of people are still upset about the name change. I actually like it so much more. I didn't like Kaylee. Right? I do too. And now that you know, when she was cutting the promos and everything, it it really makes sense. I liked it. I like it a lot. 
I don't like every new name, but I definitely like that one. I fucking I never liked the name. Max Dupree? No. Yeah. <laughs> I told you I didn't buy that. I told that said I on episode one. Yeah. I did not buy that bullshit. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Wesley and Waller. Just awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything to say about that. Except I think Trick got involved, right? Yeah, Trick got involved in the in the back and uh, um yeah. with that and but with I mean, all of well, I know it seemed. I know some people were kind of annoyed at that and thought it was dumb. But at the same time, I don't think Wesley versus Trick is going to be bad. I don't think the idea of building Carmella to to Wesley is bad. So I think that like sometimes, to me, that's some some of the stuff that you chalk up to pro wrestling is as pro wrestling does. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes you have shitty, weird, awful endings to things because you're just going to move it along to something else. I'm not one of the ones who believes that anyone, any fan is that deserves a clean finish to any given match at any given time you know what i mean have tomfoolery shit cannery have a bunch of the weird stuff that brings you to a different thing because at the end of the day i also buy into the idea that wins and losses don't matter in that he loses one to waller here because of something else they move him along into a storyline that you care more about than his loss right like it's not that a jobber can suddenly become credible because you know what I mean? Like, yes, wins and losses matter in that if you're always losing, people Mm -hmm. don't like you as much. If you're always winning, people like you because they think you're a badass. Mm -hmm. Wins and losses doesn't matter. Meaning the right loss can move you to a storyline. That's so much better that you don't even think about the loss. You know what I mean? It's easy to move past wins and losses. Yeah. The same way that a big win can be completely undermined by a shitty story right after. It's really mm-hmm. about story to story, you know? Mm-hmm. It happens. But I also think that I think maybe Wesley is going to be the one to take the, the belt off Carmelo. And that's not a bad thing at all. I I feel that too, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good, feel-good story that's been long-term in this running. Because I don't think Wesley hasn't won a match, has he? Uh, I thought he won one, but maybe you're right. I don't think he's won one. And so that's where I think that if he does the big win from against Carmelo, and that's yes. the definitely feel good moment. Yes. Or he'll probably get the win over Trick, and then, or he'll get a DQ or some sort of shit finish on the Trick, which leads mm-hmm. him to saying, like, let's just fucking do this. Make it a cage match or some shit. No one mm-hmm. around ringside or something, and then you have Wes win that. I could see that. That could mm-hmm. be sick. That'd be great. Yeah. Let me see Apollo Cruz and Zion Quinn. I, I mean, I hate to say it. It was a good match. They're both good wrestlers, but I kind of wasn't in it. You yeah. know. I don't. And like I like both guys. Yeah. I don't like what they're doing with Apollo. It's like you're you're just there. It's not like when Mandy yeah, came. That's true. There was Polish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He seems like he's floundering in reason why he's there. Where Mandy showed up, at first Mandy showed up, and even the way that they remember they started her by just watching 
Gigi and JC or she was just mm-hmm. like suddenly ringside watching a few of the women or like what is she doing is she recruiting is she watching is she scouting is she is she trying to see who she wants to take out like it was kind mm-hmm. of a weird it was yeah. unclear but she looked like she was doing something Apollo Cruz looks like he's there because he was floundering and he's not sure what he's doing next yeah this is his timeout. it feels like that and yeah. even when Natalia showed up and did the thing with Cora or when Dolph showed up and did the thing with Braun, those felt purposeful. Mm-hmm. I'm here because I want to prove something to the new generation. Yeah. Apollo's just there because he, it feels like Apollo's there because he's all like, yeah, I sort of fucked it up over there. Yeah, I fucked it up. I did this really <laughs> weird Nigerian thing and probably, it was probably, it probably bothered somebody, you yeah. know, and, you know, snowflakes. But yeah, no, I just, yeah, I mean, I I just can't sit there and watch an Apollo Crews match because it's just kind of I already know it's kind of it's gonna be a snooze fest. I think his matches are good. Like I said, I thought the match was good, and I thought both guys did well. I just mm-hmm. kind of wasn't invested, and I didn't mind looking away when I felt like looking away. Like, yeah, but I think both guys are very good, mm-hmm. so I feel bad about it. I feel bad I'm not as invested as I want to be. Uh, what did you think of the Wendy Chu thing? Well, you know me. I love Wendy Chu. I thought it was very interesting that um, how they are using kind of um, really using her character and the whole thing uh, with, um, you know, this next match you're setting up with her and Tiffany Stratton. And I think that'll be very interesting. Mm-hmm. So maybe we might see Windy Chu not in a normal Windy Chu kind of setting. Maybe I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. But it was hilarious to me. Like the sippy cup had no slush in it. I'm like, girl, I feel you. I know what you're talking about. I know what that feeling is. <laughs> that yeah, it was, I I I kind of am interested to see what's going to happen with yeah. it. I think that the rivalry is cool. I'm always back and forth on some of these like cinematic shot sequences. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I dig them and sometimes I just think they're way left field. And this was one that was like sort of in the middle where I thought that the Wendy character was doing very well in this, in the segment. Mm-hmm. But I also felt like the concept of seeing her dreaming and what she's dreaming is pretty dumb. And it kind of reminded me of the, Mandy Rose and Otis stuff where you would see Mandy's daydream and you're kind of like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I can suspend disbelief for all sorts of things, but sometimes the, in the brain of a dream is a Mm -hmm. little left field for me. Yeah. I get that. But you also have to think of, remember her, when the Wendy Chu character also would be, um, you know, she'd be sleeping and waking up and you'd see her in those things. So sleep is a natural habitat for her. For sure. But a camera's so, like, not. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's just weird. Yeah. That was just weird. I don't yeah, know. That's what I mean. Yeah. But it'll be interesting. I love their little thing they have because Tiffany Stratton plays her character so well. Yeah. I mean, you have people, two women who really play their their characters well yes. so it makes it really fun and enjoyable to watch and not like oh god yeah yeah 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Keanu James and Nikita thing. I um, I didn't hate it. That was an interesting way to play up that character being smart and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, don't know. I didn't hate it. I'm not like. I really didn't pay attention. I really didn't pay attention to it. I didn't pay attention to it. Yeah. It was it was okay. And it was I mean, I think we're still trying to get a footing on how Kiana James is gonna fit in all of this world. Mm -hmm. And so it was just like I wouldn't call it throwaway, but I wouldn't say this is one we're gonna be rewatching. You know what I mean? Like it feels like this is one of those moments that it feels like NXT developmental character building. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so I was fine with it, but I was also like not gonna focus on it really yeah uh zoe and dg uh, and gg we talked about was really good all the roxanne and uh alundra blaze stuff i thought was pretty cool yeah you know and i remember even thinking when cora threw the trash can away i was like that seems like a pretty clear nod to to medusa there yeah i don't know why i didn't put the pieces together that they could potentially get her i mean she's in the hall of fame so (laughs) Well, also, Sonny's in the Hall of Fame, and I don't think right. anyone wants to get that. That's true, and it's hard to get a hold of her in prison, I think. Oh, she's still in there? I thought she got out. She's back. She was drunk driving and well, no, killed no, someone but, and went back to prison. No, but since she's been... I know she went into prison, but I... Again, but I didn't know if she was if she was still there or not. I'm pretty sure this is a long-term one because someone died. Yeah, it has That's to be. That's my understanding, but... I also yeah. didn't look a ton into it. So Lissacoa is actually making me care about Von Wagner. How about that? Who'd have thunk? Well, because so Lissacoa is that fucking good. That... He's, he should move on. He should finish yeah. this thing with Von Wagner and show up on, on SmackDown with his brothers. Yeah. Put him in the bloodline. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Yeah. I think so, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to put him on Raw where he has to be by himself. But even then, the Usos are the tag champs on both. Put him wherever you want. He should be a part yeah. of the bloodline mm-hmm. right Absolutely. after this this premium live event. Immediately Absolutely. put him over there. Absolutely. I agree with that thousand percent. That's just going to be amazing when that happens. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so dope. And also, too, with Triple H again, when he him at the helm, I think that yeah that would happen more so than i think if things were the other way around yes mm-hmm. yeah Been and i wonder too more. because solo said in an interview that when they first brought him over that there was talks of bringing him up immediately he was going to go straight to the bloodline but something hmm. happened with somebody and they decided they wanted to see him fare on his own in nxt first mm-hmm. and i feel like that He's proved everything you got to prove there, and he's ready to move on. So I don't know whose idea it was to not, whose idea it was to to potentially put him with the bloodline earlier. Mm-hmm. But I feel like uh, now's a good time. Uh, man, if you want to make a crazy splash, have him show up and beat Bobby Lashley for the U.S. title, and take yeah. the U.S. title to to the bloodline. Yeah. You know, it's not the Intercontinental, and the only reason I say not Intercontinental is because I really want Gunther to hold on to that for a while. <laughs> God damn, the guy's a different man now. Let, let him have that for a bit. <laughs> let him have it. Yeah. First off, I don't want to be in the creative meeting where you have to tell him to his face you're taking it away. Oh, no, I bet you they'd sit there like, you got draw straws because <laughs> shit. I, I, don't, I would never want to be one to have to tell 
Gunther any like news. Well, I call them Gunther instead of Walter. But <laughs> I, I no, I, no, I value my life. Can you imagine if someone's like, we're going to take the title off Gunther? And they're like, do you want to tell him? Uh, oh, whose idea we can leave was it on it? him. We can leave it on him again for a while. Say, whose idea was it? And <laughs> your idea, guess what? Yeah. You're nominated. You need to tell him. Yeah. And um, I'll send really good flowers to your funeral. Yeah, only the I'll difference. get a nice bouquet. <laughs> uh, let's see. Then we got JD McDonough in that promo segment thing. Mm-hmm. I dug it. And you know what? It turns out people do die of popcorn. Shout out to, to Nick Hausman. He looked up the odds. It, there was something, it was the fifth most dangerous snack food in the world because there's oh, yeah. something like, uh, like a couple hundred people a year die choking on popcorn. I I can agree to that because I myself have almost died choking on popcorn. Yeah, but so. you didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. It was hard. Yeah, when you have to do the Heimlich on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Yeah, it's rough. And when you're in a movie theater, you know, sh- yeah, fuck, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to die in a Lindsay Lohan movie. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I liked it a long time, so yeah, no, we will hard I liked the 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 JD McDonough promo. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I think they he came up more menacing than you usually see him. Mm-hmm. Wade was just not having it. Wade's not having it. I thought mm-hmm. is Braun feeling a little stale? Yeah. I, I feel like that he's um something's it's up with him. Thing. Yeah, it's the same thing and it's not any there's not any growth of his character or anything. It's the same shit. So, it's getting boring. And I feel like that he inadvertently makes himself look stupid. And I don't And I mean that in that like some of his facial expressions like when when you see him responding to someone who's talking, he constantly uh-huh. does this kind of a face where he's just kind of like, what, uh, yeah. uh, like he's kind of like, like he wants to look like he thinks what they're saying sounds stupid because they're saying like they're going to beat him. And he kind of looks yeah. back and forth like, what do you, what? And it's after a while, it's starting to come across like you don't understand what they're saying. Yeah. And then he keeps saying like, fuck it, let's just do it now kind of a deal. Like, oh, we'll just fight mm-hmm. now. And it kind of makes him look like. Not that he's not always ready, but that he might be willing to put himself in a bad situation because he's not thinking things through. You know what I mean? Like, you can be overly confident. And so I think that the character is a little, at this point, a lot of the same. I I don't know what I would want to see different, though, because I like how explosive he is. I like how he's short-tempered as a character. I like how he's a badass in the ring. Like, I don't know what I would shift about him, but I feel like that there's something that needs... There needs to be something more to him at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if your entire identity is that you are a champion, what happens when you're not the champion? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, he's ready to go. But yeah. then I'm like, no, because you just, you need something else. 
I don't know yeah. what, but there's this, it, there's this thing, something is missing and I can't put my finger on what it could be. Yeah. I'm torn between ready to go and something's not quite right. Mm -hmm. You know, like, but I also wonder if whatever it is that seems to be sort of missing mm -hmm. would click on the main roster around the right people. Like if you're doing the right kinds of matches, like mm -hmm. what if part of the issue with him is that he's around other people developing? What if he needs more veterans around him all the time? I think that something click, you know, he does seem like a natural to where that could be very well be the case, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a very valid point to have with it because you can only do so much with what you're working with. However, you know, if you saw him with a little bit more of those seasoned NXT people like like a Santos and mm. like a, I mean, that's true. They should have taken advantage when Champa was there, you know. Just shit like that. Well, I mean, he he started his thing with Champa. Maybe that's why he was so he looked so good so early was maybe because he was also there with Champa and Dolph Ziggler, and he's done the Cameron Grimes thing, and now maybe he's around. Maybe because we're still learning who JD McDonough is, that maybe it's starting to. And because Joe Gacy's really learning a lot about his character too, that I wonder if it's starting to feel a little like autopilot. Or with the other ones that felt a lot more new and fresh and maybe they were helping him along the way. I don't know. It's a little hard to say. Like I said, I'm torn between he's ready to go and something's not quite clicking. Yeah. But sometimes you gotta you learn how to swim by diving in the pool, right? So yeah. it's hard to say. Exactly. Um anything else? No. I think that's kind of all the hot spots. Yeah. Right to be honest. I feel like we covered a lot. I know we were going to try and do a show strictly on ROH and NXT over the weekend. It just kind of didn't come to come to pass. Um, like I kind of was saying at the top, I got a whole new setup, whole new computer system. So I was hoping to give it a dry run on the weekend, but it didn't. Uh, it didn't come because I was behind on editing and I had to get caught up. And good news is, is I should be caught up tonight. Bad news is I'm leaving town on Saturday. So potentially next week's shows episode ones i don't know if i'm going to be back wednesday or thursday yet so we may push back the shows i still want to do the shows there's a very good chance i show up wednesday night and we end up doing two shows on thursday a wwe SummerSlam review in the morning afternoon and then our classic episode one thursday night chaser in the evening so stay tuned find out give us a follow at wotr the show to stay uh stay up to date on it you can follow me at ref marsh you go to WrestlingOnTheRacks.com for whatever we got on the website. Uh, Miss Amanda Jane, anything else you want to throw out there? Anything you want to throw um, <clears throat> No. It's going to be a, uh interesting week of uh, some wrestling. So um, definitely, really, SummerSlam is already here. Yeah. Yeah. It's really crazy to think because I was at last year's SummerSlam that that was okay. a year ago. And it's insane to me because I felt like that was not long ago. Yeah, it did. I, I'm like, geez, I'm like, wasn't it just, I don't know. I, it, everything's going fast. Next thing you know, we're on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. 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 I'm like, oh, wait, wait, slow down. Slow yeah. down. Yeah. But hey, you never know. So, but yeah, just you guys, you know, make sure, you know, pay attention because we could have two shows next week. Could have yeah. none. But we could have none. Could have none. So you know, 
might be a different day. So yeah. you can drink by yourself. It's okay. But don't get like drunk by yourself. God, yeah. no. That's my if word. If you're hiding me. cans of beer in the top of the toilet tank, then then yeah. you need to you need, you to need pull help. back. You need to call some friends. You need mm -hmm. help. Mm -hmm. uh, outside of that, though, we love to yeah. be your drinking buddies. We love to to have a good time and talk wrestling. Uh, we had Bishop on just yesterday. We're hoping to see a little bit more of Bishop as we go. He's all hyped up and wired because uh, WWE announced that WrestleMania is going to be in Philadelphia after it's in Hollywood, and he's very close to Philadelphia. Delaware is just a drive away, so Lord. that means he might be getting a lot more vocal about a lot more terrible takes, so make sure you give him a follow and follow us just in case he uh, uses our old saloon doors once again. Yeah, and I'd love to pick his brain about Delaware smelling like chicken because of the Briscoes. It's a great point. A great point. Dem mm -hmm. boys, dem Delawares. Dem Delawareans. <laughs> the armpit of the earth. And isn't Delaware shaped like an armpit? Kind of, but I thought a lot of people referred to Jersey. I know that's Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> I don't know. Idaho's shaped like a chair, I thought. Well, if you're laying down on oh. your no, that's Oklahoma. I don't know. A lot of <laughs> yeah. All right. There's lots Guys. of armpits in America. Yeah, America's got a lot of armpits. Guys, we will be back next week. Maybe, maybe not. Give us a follow and we'll find out right here in the die bar of the IWC for a brand <laughs> new episode one. Guys, that's last call. Cheers. Or buy us a drink by following and putting the I in subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers! I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks.